Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You don't need eyes to see. I had been making bigger budget studio films and had gotten tired of the process, tired of how that goes, or at least that went in those days. I think it can't be any better than when I was doing it. And I longed to make a low budget movie where I would have complete control over it, the story, the flow, the characters, the thematic materials. So Prince of Darkness was the first of two low budget movies that I made. Rarely does a horror film try out new ideas, new ways of, of saying things. None, none so much as the problems that we're having today in horror movies, where a lot of derivative stuff is it's very popular. But boy, have I seen this stuff. So I wanted to do something different. 
I wanted to do a movie that just caused you a lot of unease and dread. And so I, I borrowed a little bit from Gregory Benford's uh, book, Timescape. I know Gregory, he's a really nice man. I borrowed a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit of Jean Cocteau, and put together this, this story about an anti-god, and uh, that's Prince of Darkness. Well, I'm not looking forward to the end of humanity and reality, but in cinema, it's always a lot of fun. It's always been fun and always will be fun, the end of things. You have to be careful, though, because the audience doesn't really like that kind of stuff. They want a little hope and a little certainty, and they want to know that there's another day, things will be better tomorrow. That's generally the idea from the audience, but I've always loved uh, a little doom and gloom, as the Rolling Stones say. So maybe it was my mood about the movie business at the time. Maybe it was wh whatever it was. I decided to concoct this idea of, a, of an alternate reality, essentially, in, in the way things were created. I'm still the guy who didn't get the girl, who was bullied in high school, who was no good at sports. And it, I, that's who I'm always going to be. Uh, but I, but the thing about the thing about me that uh, that I'm proudest of is my love affair with cinema and my ability and luck at being able to be a movie director. I couldn't think of a, a higher calling or a better job in the entire world. I love it. It's fabulous. I knew John Carpenter, you know, for his filmmaking. You know, who didn't know John Carpenter? That was, you know, not only did he direct and write, but he did that great music, you know, for Halloween. That's one of the great themes of all time that that music was. I think we met at the uh, WrestleMania three, was it, in Detroit? Yeah. And I asked John, I said, Can, hey, I want to come down and watch your film. That was really how it started. They were going to shoot this scene with this hand coming through the mirror. And I said, I want to see how you do that. So I came down to LA, you know, to where they were shooting it. And he says, you know, we have this scene with these, these sort of street people that are zombie-ish. They're kind of like in this. He said, it'd be great if you were just sort of in that crowd, you know. I went, oh, okay, that'd be fun, you know. Put this stocking cap on and I'll just kind of be one of the guys. And they pan it and everything. And he says, you know, the street people don't have a leader. You know, it'd be great if you were kind of like the leader of this. Just, you know, a couple of face shots here and there. Okay, great. I think they wanted just flat white makeup, kind of caked, so I looked like I was 75 years old and, you know, and kind of like just blanched out and, and emotionless, just, you know, dead. And that was the whole idea, is that all these people in the street were pretty much brain dead. They were just, they were following whatever the thing wanted it, them to do. To me, it was a feather in my hat that I was in a John Carpenter movie. You know, to me, that was really a very important thing, still is. I, you know, I can say I, I was actually in a John Carpenter film and I got to be the, the killer. You know, how many films become cult films? Not many. Somehow Prince of Darkness attained that. And I don't think there's any way of explaining why. That doesn't happen, I don't know if it's the pace of the, of the editing, or the characters, you can pick up any character at any time and, and, and go with it all the way through, even though you know the ending, you know. Um, it, it's just it achieved that cult status. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy.
This is Michael fucking Diesel. And Satan. <laughs> I have a message for you, and you're not going to like it. Or you might <laughs> like it. Uh, <laughs> um, we're talking about a, 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 a masterpiece, in my opinion, uh, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness from 1987. started a month ago. What started? A change in the earth and the sky. His power. There's a weird locking mechanism. Looks like it can only be opened from the inside. A life form is growing out of prebiotic fluid. It's not winding down into disorder. It's self-organizing. It's becoming something. What? <laughs> Independently, it, it blows uh, my mind uh, how great this is. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say it's in the, uh, the first or the second movie he he uh, produced independently since uh, Escape from New York uh, was a big success uh, for what it was made for and what it ma- what it made. Uh, this is right after uh, Big Trouble in China bombed. Uh, even though we all love it in our hearts, it's one of my favorite and, movies. I know it's one of yeah, your favorite movies of all time. I, and they've they, they've said apparently even the the. Um, uh, producers years after the fact were like they just didn't know how to market it and that's why because like they had the such a great test right. screening for big trouble in little china and just kind of went right. to shit <laughs> yeah and I, I, and I have I, I have a real problem with test screenings too I've heard lots of I've heard lots of directors talk about test screenings and there's like it's really it's like almost like sometimes like juries like you know you know what I mean like uh oh yeah Oh, dude, absolutely. It cannot be trusted. <laughs> cannot be trusted. Yeah, types. like, I'm, I'm sorry. Even a theater of fucking 150 people is no better than, you know, a judge of 12. <laughs> you know right. What I, mean? I agree. I and agree. I, I, I feel like also, like, the horror stories I've read about test screenings, I, was, I went down a Weinstein rabbit hole the other day, and that motherfucker would, like, rip up scorecards and throw them at the audience. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, it kind That's of comes from him, I believe. It. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, but just like, goddamn. But that had to be a common practice, you know what I mean? Like, when you Absolutely, see it man. from that outside, it's crazy thinking about that. It's almost like the ratings board, too. It's like total bullshit. Yeah, but. Utter, utter horseshit. 
Weinstein yeah. got the Insane 17 rating introduced because I forget what movie they released, but he was like he sued them for getting an X rating. And like three years later, the MPAA introduced the NC 17 rating. That's the best thing he ever did. That's the best thing he <laughs> yeah, ever like did. Yeah, like the only good thing. <laughs> the only good thing he ever did. Uh, but besides yeah, like totally being totally behind Tarantino the whole time. But yeah, other than that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. But I'll, I already have a plot synopsis here because I'm like, I mean, I'm uh, I'm not sure if a lot of people, a lot of our listeners know of this movie. It's a, it's a kind Dude, of. I um, didn't know about this film until like the past year and a half. It was one that just oh, kind okay. of escaped me. I, like I hate to admit that, but it's the truth. No, no, no. It makes total sense. I mean, when I was on the carpentry train uh, back, like when I first saw um, uh, Big Trouble, uh, I went. I found. I went to watch. I went and watched almost everything I could find at like Paradise Video or uh, Block or Blockbuster, right? Or Hollywood Video in that, that matter. But um, uh, but yeah, I tried to find everything I could possibly I possibly could. Um, and I I saw this cover, um, strange cover. I like it, but it's kind of a strange cover. Well, it's creepy, but also like not alarming. If that makes sense. No, no. It's a weird name, but you've kind of. Uh, I've well, kind of felt this way. Makes sense once I watch the movie. <laughs> well, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like um, I mean, it's not. Uh, it's kind of like making kind of fun. Not 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 making fun of what we me, think of the traditional Prince of Darkness, but like like the idea of the Prince of sure. Darkness, like the devil itself. And, um, uh, honestly, my, my, why I love this, I agree with you one thousand percent. Why I like this so much, it feels like it's a like an amalgamation of some of his best films. You got the thing, you got Assault on Precinct Thirteen, or a Singular Place. Oh yeah, there's so many yeah. good elements of his movies that he really tied in really well into this movie. Yeah, the and like siege, saying, the siege films. He loves siege exactly. films. You know, he loves those movies, and also it gives me like a. Um, uh, I know uh, Carpenter's talked about this before, but he's a he's a big fan of Dario Argento and like uh, and uh, oh, Giallo films, and it's got a big Giallo feel to it, some, especially with some of the kills, the bicycle yeah. kills specifically, even the the uh, the crucified pigeon, which is one of my favorite images of all time. Uh, uh, the bicycle kill I love because it was fucking Alex Cooper's main act in his show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I know, I, I read that. that. That's his only it's, fucking. That was his actual prop. <laughs> yeah. That's and, I cool. like, and I like uh, and I like the song. I like uh, Alice Cooper's song for uh, Prince of Darkness. It's fun. And you only briefly uh, hear it in the movie when the guy gets stabbed with Alice Cooper's bike, and you hear it through his yeah. headphones. That's the only time you hear it. It's really <laughs> fucking, which is fucking brilliant. Great. Yeah, it, I agree. It'd be, it, it would be like a Dario Argento movie where like somebody gets like uh, cut, you know, their slit, their throat slit or whatever, and you can hear a Goblin in like in the background or whatever because they would always score those movies in that but, setting. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna so I'm gonna read a synopsis. This is it's a cool. it's a pretty good one. They're mostly pretty bad, but this one works, I guess. I have I have the 4K and it's long, so I'm just gonna do this. I'm gonna read this one. Um, okay. A, a group of uh, graduate students and scientists uncover an ancient canister in an abandoned church, but when they open the con- con- they open the container, they inadvertently unleash a strange liquid and an evil force on all humanity. Now, there's a lot of like a lot of that doesn't make a lot of that is not right, sure. in my opinion. But it's the shortest one. But it, I mean, but it <laughs> so, is still basic. I mean, like, there's a lot of basically that's what happens. Yeah, it's well, and that's what I love about this movie. It's you know, they're they've got the seed of Satan, basically. <laughs> but what I love, what I think is most funny is that they don't tell their students what the fuck is going on the entire time right. until it's right. far too late. <laughs> like, right. God damn it, give me a heads up. <laughs> 
And also, what, the outside of I... the truck reminded me of Sister Act in the movie. I don't know why, but it did. <laughs> it reminded me of that same kind of setting. <laughs> I guess <a> church. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I think what a lot of people love about this movie, and why I know I, I, I really, really, and I've, I've learned to really appreciate this movie over the years, is the fact that what, uh, what Carpenter does uh, with the idea of uh, good versus evil. Or whether yeah, whether or not there was a Jesus Christ or science devil. with religion, I love it. I, I agree with that too. But the, that idea, like you know, gods, uh, you know, people have praised gods forever, and they've always created gods, and there's always been several gods, or one god, or one evil god, whatever, one evil demon, and it right. it makes so much more sense to to come to this logic where it's like, I mean, people are afraid. I mean, of if it's going to be know. real. And yeah, if it's yeah. gonna be real, this makes sense. You know what I mean? Right. If, if, if it's if it's gonna make sense in an irrational way, that's the only way it does in my brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I agree. Um, and in this case, we have you know uh, uh, an old priest dying with the an old, uh, with a uh, sort of a small chest uh, with something inside of it, and Donald and of course, Pleasance. Donald Pleasance loses his mind. <laughs> <laughs> he loses his fucking mind. Yeah. I think it's just like really bad. He's an John, ultimate. He's, John a, he's in like. He's, he's so in great. like, oh, he's great. Yeah, I I love Donald Pleasance. Uh, Pleasance. Me too. Uh, I I love. This is like uh, Pleasance is like, uh, Halloween Four. Like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, who who he plays in Halloween? I forget all of a sudden. But, oh, um, um, Doctor Loomis. Loomis. Yeah, I, I'm not, I I don't I I don't really like a lot of Halloween stuff, but I I, I love Halloween Three. But well, dude, uh, but I'm, he only did in this, part he four. Only did... He's insane. Yes, yeah, so I think. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I totally too. agree. It <laughs> lost his no mind. <laughs> also, pointing <laughs> guns at kids but and I, shit. <laughs> I do love that uh, after Halloween, the first one he appeared in, his kids were the reason why he went back and made more movies with John Carpenter because they were like, these movies are fucking awesome. You know, it's like, all right, also, I got, I also, got alimony. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, gonna, I was about to say the same thing. Pleasant's had yeah. a shit ton of kids and a lot of ex-wives. Man, he need to make, he need to make that alimony paper. Um, I'm gonna need that but, uh, money. Great beard. Goatee or whatever. He's got a great goatee, man. Yeah, no, it's 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 very you know it's the exact opposite of Victor Wong's, which is like cat whiskers, (laughs) which I love. Don't get me wrong. Me too. Me too. too. And also, Um, like, I feel the the reason why I love this movie so much is how you see so many of the cast members from Big Trouble Little China, which is arguably my favorite Carpenter film. Right. And the like you said earlier, the reason why he did this when he was so pissed off with the studio problems that the next three right. films he did were made for three. The, the studio told him was like, all right, we'll give you $3 million, make whatever the fuck you want. And everyone grossed at least like 12 to 15 million. Like shit. Like, I'm sorry. That's the, the carbon copy you need. Let the director do what the fuck he knows to do. <laughs> it just I agree. blows yeah, my I mind. And, 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 um, you know, I know we talked about before on the show, um, and we've, we've done a couple of Carpenter flicks on here, but like, you know, we, we all, I know me and Mike, me and Mike definitely, and I know a couple other people, Slagoff as well. <clears throat> we all know why Carpenter is a fucking a, a grumpy prick now because he's been fucking shit on for a long time working Left with these studios. His entire career. Almost his, yeah, almost his entire, even like, like, even like, like, I think the uh, one of the last great reviews he ever got was for like Starman, which is a I think a really underrated John Carpenter movie. But I like, love that movie. It's an awesome movie, I mean, but Jeff, like Jeff Bridges got nominated for Academy Award for that. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, I forget the lady's name. She's a great actress, too. Uh, oh, Karen, uh, Karen, um, Karen Allen. Allen. Karen Allen. Yeah. Karen Allen. Yeah. It's, um, it's fucking Marion. Hey, Marion. That's it, Marion. Um, but, uh, yeah, we all understand why the man uh, is – why he is – I think he's better now because of the – he's been in the scores for the last uh, – we got the third uh, new Which Halloween awesome trilogy coming out. Enough. Yeah, all the scores and those are killer. He's working with his son and his uh, uh, god uh, godson. Those are killer. Um, people forget like it's, he only directed like thirty two movies, which is crazy because it feels like a hundred movies. That's a me, hell of know? a that's a fucking hell of an amount. In my opinion, you know. I agree. And, but I like, agree. but I always think when I think of John Carpenter, there's twelve films that are just quintessential him. You know what I mean? There's no way you. So oh, I yes, agree. he has thirty two directing credits, but he has twelve that are. Just absolutely incredible, and it's a fucking sad reality. Same here, yeah, man. It's just a sad reality here. The all the pushback he always got. It's a real, it's a real bummer. I mean, I, I like watching interviews with him, uh, but you can just, you can tell that like there is uh, a disdain there, and it's it's oh, a yeah, disdain I completely understand. It's a completely understandable to have that disdain for that, and I, I'm really glad that he said fuck the corporate. I'm going to go independent and do, do Prince of Darkness. And he got to do what he wanted to do. Prince and, of Darkness, shows. Um, they live and what I they live, to get yeah. the other one after that, like those three movies, like some of his best ones, you know, they finally, finally got complete creative control. And of course they're great. And I believe I actually, is they live universal? I don't remember now, but I have no, I have it's, to look it's it from a live, um, out, uh, he, the same deal that he did with, um, for this movie. He was so oh, pissed okay. off after Big that. Trouble in Little China, China that he was like, you know, fuck all this, you know, major network shit. And that they they guaranteed him three million dollars as a budget and you know, <laughs> complete creative control. And that's why those last three movies are so great. Well, see, so after they live, it did he does memoirs of an invisible man, which is I know I, I believe that's an you know, and he was, that's, a, that's a property of that. Yeah, it's fucking right? Chevy Chase. He was brought on to it after the fact after the first director quit because of Chevy Chase. And John Carpenter has <laughs> mentioned this day, he's like, Christ, that guy's such a fucking yeah, piece of I, shit. I've Duh. read that. I've, <laughs> I've read those about I've read articles with uh, Carpenter about that too, and video. There's some video about him talk, talking about that. Oh, he's like, saying it was a nightmare. It's, not, it's only Chevy Chase, it's Daryl Hannah too. It's like these two people who were fucking the right people in power. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It like he, he described it as like, you know, working with your director's, you know, asinine children and just getting away with everything, and that's how it was. And that's uh, why I think after that he did what was it, Ghost Ghost of Mar? Oh, no, he did Vampire. No, he did Body Bags. Then, Oh, body bags, great too. Vampires which too, to be, which is still one of my favorites. Well, it was, it was body bags. Then it was in the mouth of badass, which I think is the, uh, one of his last best films, in my opinion. But yeah, I agree um, for sure. Which, which is Hill. funny enough, he must have had a great, uh, uh, a great, uh, 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 what's the word? I can't think of the word. A working just relationship with Sam Neill. Yeah, with Sam yeah, on Invisible Man to bring him back and put him in, in the mouth of badass. I was reading the trivia of, of Invisible Man earlier, and that's the exact quote. It's like the. Oh, cool. John Carpenter says that, you know, it was one of the worst working environments of his life. But fortunately, because of the the relationship and friendship he built with Sam Neill, that Sam Neill worked with him on In the Mouth of Madness, which is still one of the creepiest cool. fucking movies I've ever seen. One of the best films of all time, in my opinion. Dude, so and brutal. also, we got to mention, uh, you know, we've um, <laughs> we haven't done the thing yet, but this is the, uh, the thing that Prince of Darkness and In the Mouth of Madness is, is his um, 
was it the uh, not the end apocalypse of the trilogy apocalypse trilogy apocalypse yeah trilogy. yeah yeah unofficially called the uh, apocalypse trilogy and um that's very fascinating to me i i, I feel I like you would probably put like they live in there too but no nah, i guess this is to keep it the trilogies but um but they all feel just like without any uh any fucking hope at all they live you get a little bit of hope <laughs> but you need to they, they that ending holy shit but yeah uh, yeah right? yeah I do love Freddy. I, I love uh, Roddy Pepper's uh, his last words. And it's fuck you. It's <laughs> so great. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Anyways, so um, yeah. So you know, we're big Carpenter fans here, uh, obviously, and um, uh, we're going to talk about this movie tonight. And it's a, it's one of those underrated Carpenter films. I th- I feel there might be some people out there, obviously, that that love this movie, but yeah, it's man, it's I, a great fucking I agree. flick. It was one of those ones that kind of just got missed to me and I, like that I really regret not really knowing about until now. And it's <laughs> fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's got it, it's got a very uh, heavily eerie undertone to it uh, with the Carpenter and Holsworth score. Holsworth comes back with him to rock the score. Those guys were great together. Holsworth it's one of my favorite scores. Not great. But yeah. um, but one of my favorite scores by uh, Carpenter and Holdsworth is that Halloween three score. Guys, go check it out. Oh, it's yeah. the jam. Um, I'm waiting for fucking Atticus, Atticus Rock and fucking uh, <laughs> what's his name to fucking come <laughs> back and do a score for it. Get Rester to come back and do some shit for it because it sounds just it, like that. I'm sure, I'm sure uh, it'll but, happen. <laughs> um, so they did the, They did the Halloween uh, cover like uh, in 2017 or whatever back I, in the day. Yeah, it's really I good. That. Um, I but so this pretty badass. It is badass. So uh, Egg Chan, <laughs> not Egg Chan, but Egg Chan from, um, uh, is it Victor Wong, I believe? Uh, yes. No, that's not right. That's not right, is it? Is it Victor no, you're, you're, it is Victor you're, Wong. Thinking of, you're thinking of Big Trouble in Little China, which is Yeah, well, yeah Chan, I, I, is I just call him Egg Chan, but Victor no, Wong. this one, he's a professor. A professor in this thing. Um, we have uh, D- Dennis Dunn's back in here again as Walter, yeah. uh, one of my favorite characters of all time. <laughs> but um, Apparently they it, tried uh, to get Jackie Chan cast in the Big Trouble in Little China video, and they're like, oh, I don't think he can speak English well enough, and they cast Dennis Dunn instead. <laughs> interesting. Um, so uh, it takes place in a college campus. There's um, some great um, visuals with, with like eclipses, uh, an- uh, ants, yeah. insects reacting to things. Um, and we basically follow, uh, I guess, Catherine and we follow Brian mostly. Those are the the main characters. Basically. Yeah. And and Um, every other main character we meet, they kind of just die. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's what's, I think that's another reason why this is so interesting. That's why, and it's a reason why I think that Carpenter was really falling in love with like, uh, uh, giallo movies at this time because like that's the right. giallo movies like like the, you never know who the main character is and usually the main character or you what you think may be the main character they die or the second main character might die and then the third, and the third character might live sort of building aspect sorry oh yeah so do i so do i um but um eventually uh uh donald pleasance comes and talks to victor Wan's uh character and um they discuss going to this church where well, I, I thought it was um, funny how that works. Like, you have the Donald Pleasant sequence where he's like talking to the priest and it's all silent and shit, and he's just writing that. a letter yeah. to this random guy. Like, I just I was like, okay, cool. Like, he knows what's up, but like, bitch, you know what you're selling is a bullshit lie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Except when Satan comes to town. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I really like that setup. I thought it was just interesting and weird. 
And also, I liked it. Reminded me of Game of Thrones, like the secret garden talks. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, so random. And I, I love that Carpenter gives um, he gives a lot of trust to the audience. He's like, they're not stupid. They'll figure exactly. it out. And priests yeah, dude, are. That's what I hate about a lot of movies nowadays. It's like you have to be oh, right. literally told what the fuck is going on. I hate it. Right, I hate it. I mean, like you know, I just I. I you know, a lot of the time now, I like to, you know, if we're watching like a Tom Clancy movie, I want to know what the fuck's going on. Tell me what's going on. But sure. something like this, and I, mean, like, I like and to be in the like shadow. Well, like Michael Crichton, too. Like, I get it. I need the science. Just tell me. <laughs> we'll go for Right, there. right. Unless you're, unless, you're, unless you're reading like, you know, uh, uh, Eaters of the Dead. We can basically figure it out. But like, I need to know. You know Beowulf. I need to know, <laughs> Jesus, Beowulf, yeah. Um I mean, but I'm still confused at the end. Dead, sorry. Right, uh, but um, but with this, like Carpenter gives you, gives the audience so much like this, like trust. Like I think you can figure out, and yeah, I figured it out. And I respect I, that exactly. I do too, big time. And that's why I kind of you know, um, uh, 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 I think he gave a lot of trust for like a lot of the movies he does big movies he did uh with the studio and that they don't, i don't think they ever really knew how to really market anything and he really he, did well he never got the trust back you know what i mean like yeah, they're I, like I okay do what you want and then they seem like okay i don't like this and it's like but they're all cold hits now it makes no sense to me yeah. fucking dipshits um but the uh so these college students go um to this old church and um basically there's this basement it was a, it's great visually like this basement is full of crosses and there's this tube in the middle of it uh, it's floating in this green goo ooze i don't know what it is uh it's a, vi- a gigantic vial of something that's <laughs> it's possibly <Satan's> evil <laughs> yeah satan semen you know that, the, at the same time it's like it's also like foreboded like this is really bad fuck it let's just research it <laughs> right and they come in to like translate and they have translators, and right. uh, it's all stuff's pretty interesting. They have people that uh, that have like uh, backgrounds and like uh, translating like uh, sort of ancient texts and stuff like that. And they're all on computers, and they're basically looking at this like old, very old Bible, an original Bible, in the movie at least. And they're out there, they're they're typing and transcribing everything, and it's very interesting. And like you have the, you have uh, I do the computer like that down- scene, yeah. Yeah, me too. And I like it's, the, I like the, it's transcribing as they're talking about it. I thought that was like, all right, well, it's sentient, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's very cool. I, yeah, I like the sentient idea of it. And then we also have um, the homeless population around the area. That's sort of like really, they're kind of like kind of like when like uh, you know what they say about like the moon brings in the tide, you know, um, kind of like right. this, this eclipse brings in like this this certain population of this uh, around this building. To it and kind of like, and that's the vibe I got, yeah, yeah, that's the vibe I got too. They they could realize it was coming, but so they're trying to stop it. So I'm going to kill you with my bicycle, (laughs) (laughs) right? Right, or turn you to bugs or whatever, right? Um, (laughs) The Beatles, which is great, which is great. Um, but yeah, all like, uh, like Mike was saying, like, uh, in the show earlier, um, yeah, like all hell, it becomes like a sort of a siege movie inside of a building. Uh, not really outside of it, but like mostly inside, and, and uh, it's pretty and awesome. It's like very assault on, yeah, very assault on precinct thirteen, but yeah. with like, yeah. you know, spitting into devil. his mouths. <laughs> <laughs> Devils and shit. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of like really 
frightening imagery in here. Um, I love that Carpenter uh, uses um, a handheld VHS camera to record uh, a old TV, tube TV, uh, using it as the image image of the future. I forget what the, what was the year nineteen ninety seven or something like that. Um, um, calling uh, from nineteen ninety nine is when they're nineteen ninety nine. They're going to come back, yeah, or save yeah. themselves. And it's a it's a dream yeah. that everybody. It's a dream that everybody has, which is really cool. They all get like sort of this sort of same dream because everybody's been around this this uh, Satan semen the right. whole time. Um, that's really fascinating. I don't like it too. It's like it, and they never tell them that you may be dealing with the spirit of fucking Satan. Like maybe I would like to know that. <laughs> like that kind of baffled me. It's like there's so many times they're like, "Hey, what are we doing?" Oh, hey, what's going on? It's like, oh, you know, yeah. research. <laughs> yeah, research. yeah, they all say that. Yeah, like, like, why are you here? I have no idea. You just asked me to come here. We're here, and it, oh, they say like extra credit or something like that. Like, f- forget, it. I'll, I'll be able to pass this grade no problem as long as I'm here. Yeah, right. And it's Meanwhile, like, fucking John Carpenter, blonde stash is banging the main chick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to like make a record. <laughs> I, that relationship is very odd to me. I, it's weird because like but I don't see so the, the whole opening thing too. Like you know, he's like, hey, um, you know. Uh, what is it's like? Uh, I know, I I know, I'm a I'm sexist. sexist, and I'm proud of it. Like, what the? It's a joke. I'm like, what? Is that a joke? What the fuck? He says it, like, and then she apologizes. I wrote this down. Um, then she apologizes. This conversation isn't what I had in mind. I thought we could have dinner. Was his return? <laughs> hey, yeah, it's his return. Yeah. Which I find I find it interesting because like the the the, uh, the script, the person who helped on the script is Sandy King, which is his wife at the time. Oh, yeah. And um, it's like, like, I mean, I, Sandy King, because Sandy King helped him quite a bit uh, with scripts, but in t- right. and, and basically, uh, specifically uh, in Halloween, when they learn how women talk, or especially teenage women talk, so it was a well, he was Amber a big Hill part wrote, of that. Wrote all that dialogue, yeah. Oh, was uh, it Sandra Hill? I thought, oh, I thought Deborah Sandy Hill. King. Oh, Deborah Hill. Deborah. That's it. Yeah, I thought Deborah Hill wrote all like you know she was instrumental in terms of the female dialogue. Uh, I thought it was Sandy King. Sorry. All right. Um, I, I, I might get confused with somebody else, but um, I'm and I sure Sandy too. King is <laughs> no, but Deborah Hill's a big part of her, but big part of his life. Also, his wife. Oh yeah, she produced um, all the music. Um, she died. Yep. Uh, but um, yeah, she's a big part of this, and it was so weird when I heard that those those uh, lines. I was like, Deborah Hill, like she said, this is okay, like. <laughs> the fuck okay <laughs> this is <I> cool. <laughs> it's really creepy um even that like that line where like uh they had they have sex at, they have the they have sex at night and they went the next day and he brings her coffee and she's like i just should just go and he's like like why and she's just like i've heard it all before it's always the same thing i've been burned he's like it's like it's not the same or whatever i'm just paraphrasing here but, but it's like it's all bang. like creepy like it's not <laughs> it's, it's, it's all forced it doesn't feel natural at all like even like like no. with the asian chick like they like just kind of jump all over that immediately and then she's just oh my god they, they jump all over. <laughs> it's so, oh my god so poorly done yeah he's just like he's like, like funny i, I, I love it i can confuse you for an asian Right, right. So he says, it's so like, it's so random. Yeah, like, oh, it's so random. Right. Yeah, you get almost that kind of Asian. It's like, bro, you're both. What the fuck? <laughs> so, and he's like, so ah, confused. Ah, like laughs at her. Yeah, I'm dude, like, dude the laugh alone. That someone's like, ah, oh, yeah, that guy's so best. <laughs> and he's, he's like, great big trouble, little China. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> it's done, right? It's done. Yeah, it's done. He's just so. I love I love his character in here, but he's so over the top. Like even when he's like uh, freaks out, and he's like barely. 
basically like digging himself into the, the wall to get out of the, the other room or whatever. And that's but, cool. Like I expect that, but it, dude, that that you're right. That whole like get me out of here. Ah, 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 like yeah. freaking out. Like Jesus Christ, it feels like I to I could direct that when I was 13. Just <laughs> right, right. goofy. Yeah, well, some, uh, uh, I'll bring it up. Some of the acting is uh, it's definitely not great, uh, but, um, but you know, I love it. I, that like, doesn't really bother the, me that much. Yeah. So th- there's the scene where um, I was reading the trivia. Uh, oh, fuck, um, Mr. Miyagi meets um, <laughs> what is, was the guy who I mean, always him with meatloaf. Victor Wong. Uh, but it's not meatloaf. Oh no no no, it's the other. Yeah, that, that meat that meatloaf. That's uh, that's Peter Jason, man. Peter Jason's awesome. Thank you, Peter Jason. Yeah, yeah I agree. And w- when he meets him, apparently in that scene, like they're introducing each other, and he just walks off like halfway through, like that was not in the script. And so like you can see him like oh like looking away like oh, okay like I love shit like that man. That, that's just funny to me. And, and Peter but, Jason's been in lots of Carpenter movies too. So oh yeah yeah. Yeah, ever since, fuck, I think the last one we talked about, it, it was like either this one or the one before, Carpenter just kind of cast him and everything after that, and he's great, man. He's <laughs> so great. Car smells, car salesman thing about him. Which I really Dude, like. Absolutely, he's a fucking used car salesman, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Oh, this is interesting. Peter Jason hurt his shoulder in the scene where he and uh, Jameson Parker, that's the uh, uh, caterpillar mustache blonde guy, um, oh, okay. tried to break into the front doors of the church down to escape. Claims that the pain still f- flares up to this day. I feel I it in it. my bones. Yeah, no shit. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do love this. So uh, Carpenter wrote this and Carpenter decided not to use his actual name in the credits. So he used the, the name Martin Quartermass. Which is, which is great. I love it too. It's a pseudonym for Quartermass, to, Quartermain, Alan Quartermain. Uh, well, it's it's uh, the homage to Professor Bernard Quartermass, the lead character of the Quartermass experiment from 1953. Oh, right. Uh, which he was a big fan of. They've issued the uh, the uh, the series of those uh, films, uh, but he was a huge fan of those movies. Um, so, yeah, I, was which, I think that's Alan really cool. Quartermain from you know Leave oh, a I know Quartermain. And, yeah. yeah the, the Cor- uh, Alan Quartermain is like, uh, yeah, he, but he's also like the basis for like, um, kind of like Indiana Jones too. Is it? Yeah, is it absolutely? Quarter- is it Alan uh, Alan Quartermain, Quartermain and something in, uh, in the Amazon with like Sharon Stone's first appearance? Something like that, yeah. Because Sergeant Peterson and Elvira, she's in the, she's like the Amazon Queen. It's a bad movie, but like, uh, yeah, he's it's interesting. I love the stories, yeah, for sure. Um, movie- well, this is interesting. Shot in three, 30 days. I know. I was just reading that too. Like, but honestly, if you go look in like Escape from New York at like all those older, earlier movies, he would shoot them in like twenty days. Like that motherfucker yeah, is independent gorilla style, dude. Exactly, and that's what you got to do. And for that poor bastard, you know their option. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> no one had any faith in one of the best directors of all time. Blows yeah. my mind. I agree. Now let's talk about the mirror stuff. Or uh, you want to talk about the mirror stuff? You want to talk about I love it. You talk about the uh, uh, the lady who's uh, is, like skinless. That poor woman. <laughs> well, who's like Aah! she gets branded by the fucking cross, or whatever. Yeah, that's the nature of God. Sorry. <laughs> and I agree. <laughs> I, I feel like it's all kind of tied in together. My favorite sequence is still the end, but I feel like oh, I, I love the way the that Donald Pleasance is kind of using this movie. Like you see him like talking to the, the homeless person outside 
And all of a sudden he looks down, it's a can of worms, and he looks up and he's inside. Like, I love that kind of psychological distortion. Oh, if that makes yeah, sense. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? God, you know what I'm talking God about? Like, father. he's like outside. Yeah, exactly. He's talking to fucking, well, you know, Alice Cooper's Aunt lady? wife. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, fucking, wife it's a lady from fucking Home Alone 2. <laughs> the bird Is lady. it? Oh, no, pigeon lady. The pigeon <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's it's not, not. Literally, it's not. but goddamn, it's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> she migrated to New York after this because this is in right. LA. Like, pretty birds, pretty birds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm like Jesus Christ. Uh, that whole sequence is really well directed and shot to me because it's like it's it shows things you don't really see as reality at the point, you know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Those cuts right there, and then you go to the fucking quotes like all these. Religious quotes, which I love the matting in it. And that's cute Asian. Poor thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. All goes bad. Um, there's that great scene with the, uh, I forget what he is, but he's the the, uh, uh, the very large African-American man uh, where he sings Amazing Grace, which is pretty frightening. And he's it's obviously lost his fucking mind. Man. Yeah. yeah, he's like, and like Carpenter holds on his like holds on him for like a real long time. It's like, hey, all right, man, I get it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> I am creeped out. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, like it, it's even earlier than that. Like he walks and he's like sitting at the desk. He's like, like it's just really weird. Yeah, it is. But I, and I love the um the idea of water being sort of the I don't know what would you say the infection I guess. Sure. Passes I mean, around you know, everybody. Satan semen. I don't know. Whatever it is, but like, but it's it's clear. But it's like it's like you know, water. Obviously, you're supposed to drink a lot of water. You know, water is life. Sure. It gives life. It keeps life. And the fact they squirted in each other's mouths the whole time and it affects them, <laughs> I thought that was. I, thought, I always thought that was pretty interesting. You know. No, I agree totally. And like, I guess that's got to be what it is. But at the same I time, you see the. You see some people at some point, you can see them change, I guess, but without being shot in the face with Satan's cum. <laughs> <laughs> I find finding it difficult to describe that. <laughs> um, this is a weird, this is such a weird, like, useless, like, piece of trivia. <laughs> this is a scene for her. Peter Jason says that he's like they're up late, they're drinking like he's drinking he's drinking like cores or some shit or some fucking uh Milwaukee fucking best. And and um and this trivia says Peter Jason came up with the idea for the mouth trumpet routine. Thanks. I appreciate it, IMDB. Awesome. The the actors are pissed off, like fucking shut the fuck up. John Carpenter's one like, all right, I'll give you a half a scene, you fucker. (laughs) Let it be, let it ride. This is fascinating. Um, uh, Jameson Parker, who's a blonde, uh, blonde caterpillar mustache man, um, he came up with the idea of the card trick, which I think is really fascinating. Kind of messes, kind of uh, plays around with the idea of like uh, time and time on. skipping and rea- yeah, reality. Um, the 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 fact that we're seeing you know an eclipse at this point, which is very strange, um, and also I think it plays a big part in the end of the movie as well. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. It really does. And I like, kind of hope good. Oh, I was going to say, um, I don't I don't know if you've read this at all, Mike, but I've heard that this is his dream. His dream? What do you mean? He dreamed, he dreamed this. 
Oh, yeah, I have not heard that. Yeah, he already dreamed this because apparently at some point, um, he does, I think he does a total, he does like a total of like two card tricks in the, in in the, in the film. And, um, you know, the way he speaks about the card tricks is sort of the trick and the trick of the mind. Sure. Uh, that you're so focused on the cards, you're not focused on like the intent of the person or whatever. And, um, uh, I, 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 what I've read is that he he never finished like the card trick, and he, when he wakes up at the end, it's like that. That's what it is. He never finished it, like like a dream. He never finished a dream. Dreams only half half true. Maybe dream and half true. Five percent of whatever it could be. You know. Yeah. You watch a dog. You watch your, you take your dog out to take a shit. You your dream. You can shit your pants. You know who knows. So. Right. I mean shit. You get hit a bottle with a knife, and hopefully you'll win double your money. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude, nice. <laughs> but I completely agree with you. That's fucking interesting, to say the least, man. That was deep, and I, 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 uh, I, I didn't agree. know that. He, I, I didn't know he. Uh, I didn't know that James and uh, James and Parker came up with that idea for the card trick stuff. Huh. And the fact that Car- I've heard, I've also heard that Carpenter is pretty great at like uh, rewriting on fucking set, like on the moment. So right. um, uh, I'm wondering if he really played into that that idea of like the card trick or uh, can I, tr- you know, it, it's, cause it can be the same as the, the trick of the mind or the trick of the devil or whatever this I, is. Uh, in this, this ooze that's what I was going to say. No. I feel like I got so many vibes from the main character in this film that that maybe was kind of his viewpoint, you know, personified right. through this character in this <laughs> I movie, I mean. And I guess that yeah, I agree with what you're saying. But also, um, holy shit, I just came, I just thought of something just now. I don't know why I never thought about this before. Again, Carpenter was a big fan of Giallo's, and Giallo's always feel very dreamlike. Every one of them. And, well, yeah, I'd say a major I mean, even Halloween has that feel. Sure, uh, it does. You're right. It does. And I this mean, like, feels... it almost seems like this can't be reality. Right, right. I mean, even at the point where, like, you can even chalk it up to uh, uh, Jamie Lee in, her, in the class fa- sort of dazing in and out and then seeing Michael well, outside the whole... window. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, the fact that this could all, this it's so, the acting is kind of over the top and your dreams are over the top and ridiculous. Yeah. And this could all. It, it could I mean, be it, part of that surreal nature, I agree. Right. I love that be, idea, man. And Pleasance is. <laughs> Pleasance is such a piece of shit at the end. Like, like, I, he's the biggest I'm fucking warrior. Oh, hang on, he's the biggest fucking coward. I wrote this down. I was like, holy shit, huge coward. Fucking Loomis has no balls. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> and like, just hides. It it really breaks my heart how that kind of goes down. I hate the fucking name of this movie, even though I think it's really well done and well written. But what right, the right. fuck? Bitch, you could just give him a little nudge. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> It'd be a full fucking tackle. Anyway, yeah. I do I, I do love the ending. Um, and I love the ending with him and the decisions he makes are just like I don't know, it just makes so much sense to me as this a shitty priest. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I make that decision and like, you know, and I mean, I'm not a big fan of priests anyways, but think about it. Yeah. Priests are the people who tell the entire world they know what's gonna happen. But when it comes down to it, fuck that. It's yeah. watch King of Heaven, the roadshow. It's so funny. You know, like, of course, uh, we'll do whatever we have to do to survive. And no matter what the fucking God sure. said beforehand, it's going to yeah. be what I need to survive. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I do love this. Like, I just feel like this. 
was one of the best fucking movies I've seen in a long time, man. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it's arguably one of my favorite Carpenter movies, hands down. Yeah, I, I love the way. Um, obviously, I love the way it's shot because I love I love I love the way Carpenter shoots movies, and I love the score, um, and I love a lot of. The, I love how the, it makes the, females villains. Like I like that threat. Of I like that. It too. Yeah, yeah. Which is not much of a thing. I think Carpenter usually uses women. Uh, he has women play uh, sort of like badasses. Not, I'm not saying Jamie Lee Curtis pers- precise, but I'm saying like Adrian Barbeau and like well, uh, Escape from New York yeah, and uh, Pam Greer and uh, Escape from L.A. <laughs> um, there's two ladies. I think it's two ladies or one lady in uh, Precinct 13 who are badass ladies. Um, they both are, in my opinion. Yeah, they're, they're both, both badass. Their performance and stuff that was funny. Yeah, and uh, I mean, even even Adrian Barbeau in like The Fog is a pretty great, strong character. I mean, she's on the radio trying to find her son. Uh, right. She's staying strong for the whole the whole town. Uh, but I, I I feel like he plays with women pretty well in his movies. And I mean, even realistically. Like, yeah, even like what's her name? Uh, 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 Evil. Like I I can only remember her name is Evil Lynn from the he from Master of the Universe. But in, in They Live, she's a she's a turncoat, but she's a pretty fucking strong woman. Uh, right. In that film, uh, but uh, yeah, he, I think he does a really good job uh, with. I mean, even like what's her name, um, uh, Kim Cattrall. Uh, she's not like this. She's a reporter. She is strong, but she's bumbly and goofy. But still, I mean, she's a reporter. She's reporting things. She wants to get things done. Right. You know, uh, you have the her sort of friend, her Asian friend, who's a better reporter, in my opinion. Uh, Wait, who Kim gets Cattrall with, uh, is not in of Darkness though. She's right, in right. Big Trouble in China. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I love her and everything. <laughs> right, but I, agree. Have, I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, but um, yeah, this this it's just I love the way the carpenter. This uh, I know he read some. I, I've I've heard him talk about this, and I've read some of the things. I, I've also uh, some of the special features on the the uh, on the 4K. He talks about how he was reading some stuff about um, uh, was it what was it um, um, I can't. Oh, geez, I can't remember now. Um. It plays around with this plays around with this movie as well. Uh, just the idea of like of space, I think it's darkness. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it was now. No, no, no. It was darkness. for Prince of Darkness. He was reading some sort of some uh, some space. You were talking about you were talking about the the other night when we were talking about this and we're redoing it now. But um, uh, the idea of like the fu- the future um quantum physics and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that's it. I mean yeah, he mentions all of that quantum mechanics, quantum physics. Yeah. That's why I quantum love physics. how they incorporated it into like religion in this one. Yeah, that that's kind of what I was in a roundabout stumbly fucked up way. That's the way I, that's what I was trying too, to get I'm at. Drunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh but uh, I love that he plays around with that, but he also plays around with like the what about, you know, the idea of like uh, the first man and like uh, what is what is a god? What is what is right. evil? Demons, stuff like that. And it can, can come down to just like an idea, or just like primordial ooze, for the most part. I, Who knows? And that's you know? what I love about Carpenter. It's all across the board. That's what I want from a fucking horror and science fiction writer. That's all I fucking care about, man. Like Prince of right. Darkness is so evilly great. Like I love that shit, man. But also you what go looking at vampires and Escape from New York, like everything else, like it's always the same vibe, but it's just so relatable, if that makes sense. I agree. I, I think uh, that's one of the reasons why, um, one of the several reasons why I love John Carpenter, because everything is so different. 
Like there's nothing, there's no ever, there's no movie that's ever the same. Right. It always just always I mean, does something different. With Escape from LA, it's the same, but it's fucking better. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean by that. For I, sure. Yeah. I, I totally but, agree. I mean, like to go from like Precinct 13 to Escape from New York to go to the fog, uh, to go to the thing, they live in Memoirs of an Invisible Man, Christine, Starman. Right. Like all these things are so different from each other. Didn't do a vampire movie. It's like all this stuff is so different from each other. Then obviously, obviously, there's an anthology movie for HBO called Body Bags, which I love. But like, it's all Same. you know, all these things he's done are just so much fun and so different from each other. Uh, besides Escape from NY in LA, but yeah, right. Uh, but but at the same time, you you feel that overall, I guess, kind of feeling. Like I I, I could still watch Christ, man, Prince of Darkness, and followed up with. The, you know, the first body bag movie And I could still get the John Carpenter vibe You know what I mean? Of course It's just so distinct You know a John Carpenter movie when you see it Except for The Ward Which is the last one he did I, I, there's Oh no shit, that's Carpenter right, Amber Turd <laughs> Yeah, Amber yeah, poo 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 bed uh, but um, <laughs> <laughs> But like even like some of the Even the, uh, the first um, uh, I forget what it's called, like Fear Itself That show that McGarris produced or whatever um, oh, it's not very that. good, but Carpenter did, did an episode. You might want to check this out. Uh, Carpenter did one called "It's with um, uh, he's the the cro- the crossbow guy from Walking Dead. I don't remember that guy. You know, dude, the Budok oh, fucking, sort of. yes, yeah, but, uh, God damn, I can't um, think it's 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 the other guy. I used him yeah, as a that, reference. Not Sean other Patrick Flannery, but no, no, it is Sean Patrick Flannery. I just no, I only thing I think guy. of is oh, it is okay. All right, yeah, um, okay, you're, you're with me on this one. Um, but Carpenter, <laughs> that's it. But Carpenter did a movie, uh, did a, did an episode of that show, uh, that's called uh, Cigarette Burns. And that was that's a great episode. And uh, Carpenter oh, directed that. Heard about that? I'm sure you, dude. Tubi has that shit. Go, you can go watch it anytime. I started I'm watching them again. They are trash, but uh, that one's <laughs> one uh, worth checking out. Yeah, and I also suggest you watch Dear Woman because that one's directed by um, uh, uh, John, uh, the dude who did American Werewolf in London. Can't remember his name. John Landis. Oh, Landis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that, it's a lot of fun. But um, yeah, this yeah. this is um this is a great fucking flick. Uh, perfect for Halloween, man. It's creepy. It's a creepy movie. One of the creepiest John Carpenter films I've ever seen that I did not see until most recently. Kind of blows my mind, but it's yeah, man. fucking awesome. Super, uh, super atmospheric, the whole fucking thing. It's great, great visuals. Um, uh, you know, fifty-fifty on the acting, uh, but um, it's really, <laughs> it's really well made. Uh, it's really well filmed. The cinematography is amazing. Um, the thing in, the thing in four K, the Shout Factory version isn't the best, but there are some certain, there are certain scenes that look really fucking crisp and nice, especially that basement stuff with the crosses and the green right. goo. And dude, I have the HD version on Red Tube and or Red Box. Oh, and killer! It's really, it looks really good, man. Mm-hmm. Just for a fucking HD version, so it's definitely worth watching. Definitely worth buying. And one of the creepiest fucking disconcerting films I've seen since I watched or I saw The Devil. <laughs> oh, I saw The Devil. Yeah, I love that movie. It's great. Um, but yeah, uh, it's where it, 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 it kind of makes sense a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, he did uh, Big Trouble in China had failed, and he makes a super bleak movie after that, right? <laughs> with the, like, with the no one lives. And crew, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the end. Uh, right. But uh, 
All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for checking out the show. Um, Mike, thanks for picking this movie. It's awesome. Glad we get to talk about it and, and shoot the shit about it. And I hope people go check it out. Um, I don't know really, really know where it's available for free. I, I have I have the 4K, so I don't really know. Um, I think I saw something about Peacock might have it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's on Peacock with the Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, just buy the fucking movie. Oh yeah, it's, it's cheap, it. man. It's cheap on 4K for sure. Uh, but um, yeah, digitally or you know the physical disc. The physical disc you get a like cool like background and shit on there. So exactly, cool. special uh, features but, for the win. Right, yes sir. All right, well, uh, you guys take it easy. We'll talk to you guys. Ne- talk to you guys next time. Don't be a piece of shit. And later, peace. <laughs> <laughs>